0: Hey, Mel. Bork. Okay. <laughs> Why do dogs run in circles? <laughs> Why? Because it's too hard to run in squares. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're well trained? Don't do this to me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello or <laughs> for welcome back to the Fluff and Papa podcast. I don't know why sometimes we sing it and sometimes we don't. I'm not mad though. Hmm. Sips hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Hey, I hope you're so ready for some dog dogalicious. Oh no, it can be dogalicious. Dogalicious don't eat them. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> there's a problem in China. Oh, too soon. Um, too soon. Hello, I am uncomfortable. Good ball. dog. What did you got for ball. us today, Mel? Hey, so I have this fun <laughs> Science Daily article Ooh, that talks science. about therapy dogs. Oh, so therapy dogs. So it's like dogs. properly uni season by now, I think. I don't know. I'm not in uni anymore, but I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Um. It's it's proper. <laughs> it's properly. We should be four or five weeks in by the time this out, comes out, I think. Yeah, sure. I'll mm-hmm. believe you. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. So the title of this article is Sit, Stay, Heal. Get it? Heal? Heal? Like healing. H-E-A-L. Yeah. Yeah. Study finds therapy dogs help stressed university students. I mean, I could have told you that, but this one is researched. (laughs) 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 Is it kind of like support dogs? Yeah. Like I hear a lot about support dogs. Like my mom is desperate to make Zola a support dog. Yes. Yeah. That is a thing. So that you can take it with you everywhere. Yeah. For Americans, I think they have service dogs. Emotional dogs, which I think might be a support dog, and therapy dogs. Cool. Tell me about the therapy dogs. Yeah. So the University of of British Columbia, sorry, um, in March this year, let us know that therapy dog sessions for stressed out students are increasingly popular uh, among North American universities, which I think we kind of do here. They're not therapy dogs, but we do have puppy and pancake (laughs) days at university. I forgot about that. (laughs) Like the small, the first step. Towards therapy dog sessions, we're just slow on the uptake here. Yeah, on the pup take. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so now, new research from the University of British Columbia confirms that some doggy one-on-one time can really do the trick. Of, mm. Do the trick. I love this um, of boosting student wellness. Some professor at British Columbia is just really bored, just so chuffed at their puns, and also I really appreciate them. If you wrote this article, hit us Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Uh, So, it goes on to talk about how therapy dog sessions, um, they become more popular, but there's surprisingly little research on it. So, that's why this article exists. Woohoo! A single drop-in therapy dog session actually helps students. Um, A therapy dog, let me just first tell you what a therapy dog does. So, Mm -hmm, under mm -hmm. the official service dog registry in America, um, therapy dogs are dogs that are used to bring comfort and joy to those who are ill or under poor conditions. Um, exams, I suppose. I know a song Anxiety. called Comfort and Joy, but it's not appropriate to um, sing right now. Also not appropriate for Well, it's dogs. also not related to dogs, no. Upsetting. Let's rewrite it. Okay. I'm not mad about it. Next time um, on the podcast. Did. It's called Legally Blonde. <laughs> it's the song from Batboy that they like, that Lawrence O'Keefe was like, I'm just going to plagiarize my own song and put in Legally Blonde. <gasps> That's so interesting. Well, so I guess he did rewrite it and there's a dog in it now. So achieved. <laughs> Relevant. Relevant. Um... So usually you see therapy dogs with people who have been affected by a natural disaster, for example. Oh. Um, many people like are, a hurricane? Are able to- yeah, 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 yeah. Hurricane. Um, last podcast you were talking about 9-11 and the dogs that help people out of the towers. So PTSD, people can have therapy dogs. Uh, people with PTSD, not PTSD people. You're not defined by – anyway, sorry. <laughs> Let me just start a rant. Uh <laughs> Therapy dogs are very calm and well-behaved, so they don't upset or make people uncomfortable yeah. around them. That's that's their job. Dogs with jobs. We dogs love them here. Dogs with jobs. Um, in research published in Stress and Health, researchers surveyed 246 students before and after they spent time in a drop-in therapy dog session. And the students... In these sessions, we're free to pet, cuddle, and chat with seven to 12 canine companions during the sessions. Stop it. A room full of doggos there to just make you happy. Why doesn't that happen when we podcast? Producers, Producer can we Zane. get seven to 12 dogs in here, please? <laughs> stat. ASAP. <laughs> it's a medical emergency. I need some stat. <laughs> um, and then as part of the research, they also filled out questionnaires um, before and after the session. Um, And again, 10 hours later, which I find interesting. I like stats. Anyway.
1: (laughs) These researchers.
0: Yeah. It's a very specific time. 10 hours was the exact length of my coffee club shifts. That's a long time. It's a long time on your feet with only a half an hour break. It was nine and a half hours standing. Yeah, far out. Mm -hmm. You could use some therapy dog sessions. Yes, yes, I could. Sitting with dogs. 7 to 12 dogs, (laughs) (laughs) stat. So these researchers found that participants reported significant reductions in stress as well as as well as, excuse me, increased happiness and energy immediately following the session, which I find really interesting. Oh, that your energy, happiness, yeah, up the happiness, up the energy, like of course, down the sad. This makes so much sense unless you're allergic to dogs. I wonder if they'd have like a hairless dog. If you're allergic version. to dogs, you're never going to be happy.
1: Sorry, it's <laughs> just a fact.
0: Whoa, <laughs> look, I don't think you. <laughs> I know people that are allergic to dogs slash cats and just have them any <laughs> you and just have them oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, they would rather just have an animal friend than and sneeze than yeah. go out and not sneeze. Completely fair. I found like, out obviously I was allergic have, like, to my cat yeah. after I adopted her. If you have, like, a anaphylactic allergy to dogs, maybe, mm. maybe don't. But I, yeah, I've never no, heard of that. No. <laughs> Which doesn't mean it's not true. I just no not heard of that. Um, Stanley Corrin, who was the study co-author, um, and Professor Emeritus. Is that how you say that? Emeritus. Emeritus. Thank you, Producer Zane. I only read things I don't speak. (laughs) Uh, He's a professor of psychology at UBC. Said that the results were so remarkable. They found that even 10 hours later, students still reported slightly less negative emotion, feeling more supported and feeling less stressed compared to students who did not take part in the dog session. Hmm. Um, What's interesting is that previous research suggested that female students benefit from therapy dog sessions more than male students. Um, But for this, (laughs) I'm sorry, I was just looking up, can you die? I actually looked up anaphylactic reaction to dogs and what I stumbled across was a page called, can you die of a dog allergy? (laughs) And the really posed stock photo is like a dude holding up his finger to (laughs) To this woman with a dog on her lap who looks like severely disappointed in herself (laughs) and he's like, how dare you? I'm dying, Karen. (laughs) I imagine it's a first date photo. But also I don't think you can be anaphylactic to dogs. Check out the show notes if you want to see this pet, really pet allergies are not me. generally deadly, but anaphylactic shock can be. <laughs> okay. Not, not a helpful... Not common. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I think it's very uncommon, but I'm just going to put this in the show notes because the pictures are lol anyway. <laughs> when the pictures are lol. You put it in uh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I just found it really interesting that previous studies used to say that female students benefit more, but this research said that the benefits were equally distributed among both genders in this study. Hashtag gender equality. Hashtag Woo! we all love dogs. <laughs> so, Correct. yeah, that's – that. I just – I love that. I love that there's research about therapy dogs. Uh, everyone out there listening to this, please start therapy dog sessions in life. Um, Everybody go. Pause the podcast. Go find a dog. Come back. Listen to the podcast with the dog. Yeah. We'll wait. Mental health is important also – Petting dogs is important. Yeah, but also he's asked permission. We're very big on that here. Yeah. Are we? we? I'm yeah. very big on that. Are you very big on that? Yeah, I'm I mean, sprint. I would like an etiquette to exist where you could just pet dogs when you're on a walk, like, without needing to ask. But I understand the politeness and- I'm always, like, grateful safety. when people are like, like, my dog will be petted by anyone. <laughs> yeah. Like she doesn't care and she's yep. friendly with anyone. Mm. So she's like, she's never going to bite you and she's not anxious. So it's fine. But like, I'm always really grateful when some people are like, can I pet your dogs?" And I'm always like, yeah, cool. Thanks for asking. Yeah. And especially when parents tell their kids like, can, ask them first. Yes. Can you pet the dog? Because like, it's fine with my dog, but there might be other dogs that are nervous in yep. particular. It's or polite. It's safe. It's respectful of yeah. the dog and of the owner. Correct. In saying that, I would just pet every dog if I could. But I appreciate Social and dog etiquette. Social. So, yeah, the therapy dog sessions were organized in partnership with UBC's Alma Mater Society and Vancouver Eco Village in cool. British Columbia University. Oh, it's Canada. Yeah. I don't know why I was assuming it was American. That's just my. You know, I might have said it was American. No, no, I don't, I don't think, think you did. I <laughs> think it's just my nature to assume. Um, oh, cool, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it. Vancouver Eco Village is a non profit organization that provides therapeutic services. So right. check out locally whether you have any of these services and support them. Visit them. Yay. Love them. Do you yeah. Bork Bork Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Moving swiftly along. <laughs> Uh, you know how last week you tried to make me guess your breed and I had no idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and guess my breed. Oh my God, I'm so excited. You can't because you've probably never heard of it. Ooh, fun. Mm-hmm. They are a scent hound. A scent hound, okay. From Belgium. Is it the Belgian scent hound? It is not, but excellent okay. guess. Thank you. Um, they were really fashionable with the French royalty from the reign of King Francis to the time of King Louis. That's really specific. I didn't give you numbers of them, but one Francis and one Louis, I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you which. I'll believe you. <laughs> I'll See? You don't know. No, not that easy. It, yeah, no, it. it's really hard. Mm. Um sorry. If you've got it at home, I'm proud of you. Is it a short haired dog? That's a great question. Yes. Um is it a French name? Uh, remember that time you did something on the affin pincher? <laughs> 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 That's the name that came to mind, but I don't think it's anything like it. Oh, Tell it does me. have a French name. The French name, you're not going to get oh, the please. Western name from it. But the French name is Chien de France Comte. 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 Dog of French. What? What was that last word? Comte? C-o- C-O-M-T-E? Comte. Comte? Chien de France. Comte. Francais. Francais. Although Beyonce. I'd- Beyonce. Are you enjoying Paris? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what this breed is already. <laughs> Oh, uh, means county. Oh, right. Yeah. Dog so of French county. Good. <laughs> um the French, yeah, French county dog. dog. French, yeah, French county dog. The French also county as the Billy Dog. Billy. Yeah. B-I-L-L-Y. That's, That's so the name. Cute. It's called a Billy. What? Tell me about the Billy Dog. It's so random. I So we I try and do like an alternate of like dog breeds that I know. Yeah. And that I think are cute. And then dog breeds I've never heard of. I love it. So I found Billy. Yeah. Wonder why, because it was the top of the alphabetical Billy. list. I didn't get very <laughs> far before I didn't find one. They are size extra large. Oh, I love an extra large dog. 55 to 90 pounds. 50. That's a lot. That's yeah. like a person. Yeah. Like so, a skinny person, but a person. The fun fact about billies is that um, they don't really exist anymore. There's ah. a couple. Like um, when I was researching, I think I found... That there's, like, a small, like, pack of them that are still in France, but they're not, like, a commonly bred dog anymore. Yeah, like, right. you're not going to go and find them and you're not going to go, like, ask your pet shop or, like, search breeders of billy dogs. Yeah, like, they're yeah. not that common anymore. I imagine it's a group of specific breeders wanting to keep them alive. Yeah, but I don't even think, I don't even think there's enough of them to, to do that. Count. Yeah. Mm. Huh, interesting. Mm. So, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a second mm. as soon as I find it. Um, they're a scent hound that have been recorded since the Middle Ages. And the most common photo that comes up of them is like a black and white drawing. Oh. So if they, you, yeah. I, there's not even like proper photos of them is how kind of old and are rare they are. Like are a French myth? do these ones that are currently Are they alive? real? Are they, are they real? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've read some. I'll try and find it as I go through what I've read. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that there's a pack of them mm. still in France, very small pack, but they're not bred for like, yeah, yeah. I want to say consumption, but obviously not consumption. Uh, they're not bred for commercial dog owners. Right. Um, so they're from Belgium. They, they've they existed since before France was France. And they were superb hounds, slow but deliberate hunters, capable scent trackers with bellowing voices and an impressive appearance. I love a bellowing voice bark. Yeah, woof. They were thought to be one of the most elegant of all the French dog breeds. Um, they were also the last dog breed to descend from a large scent hound that was fas- that was fashionable with the French. Royalty. Right, right, right. So they came from the dogs that were popular at that time. Right. If I, I have Google Image searched them, mm. and there's a bunch of real dogs, and they're very they're very pretty.
1: Yeah. Is this it?
0: Yeah, 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 that's it. But I think that's like descendants of them yeah, or yeah, quite similar, but I yeah. don't know that any of those would be like purebred billy dogs. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So they live actually quite a while, 12 to 15 years, which is wow, pretty good solid. for a dog. Yeah, um, Moderate effort required in training, high energy level, um, pretty laid back. They need a lot of space. So because they were mm. sent hounds, they were tracker dogs. Right. They yeah. lack like a lot of roaming space. Um, generally good with other dogs. They like to chase or injure non-canine pets, which... It's kind of, of being a scent hound yeah. and hunting. Um not recommended for homes with small animals. Um yeah, and the other name is the Chien de France Compte. Chien de France Comte. So yeah, 52 to 70 pounds in males and females. Even though above you said 55, but that's 55 <laughs> to 90. <laughs> Random. Get your get it right, Easy Pet MD. <laughs> anyway. Um I just need to look up what the pounds are. So fifty five is uh, twenty five kilos, ninety pounds is forty kilos. Yeah, so pretty that's big. like a child. They're pretty hunking big dogs. Oh, they were, they they would were be like great they are like cuddle. big proper scent like hounds. Like yeah, that's, they were the proper like everyone's like oh hound dogs, but like <laughs> proper hound, hound dogs. dog. <laughs> so they're really they're really 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 old dogs. Yeah. so like back to oh my gosh. They're descended from the French Revolution in the 1700s. Wow, I wonder if there's so the any breed is like over 300 Hamilton. years old. <laughs> there's any dogs in Hamilton? <laughs> the musical. Oh my goodness, <laughs> there should be. Um, the billy was used um, for hunting deer and boar. Whoa, so big, so animals. big, so enough to kill a deer Therefore and a boar. Big dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were scent hounds used in the the scent hounds that were used to breed billy dogs were also used for like hunting. Um there's a bunch of dogs that contributed to the breeding mm-hmm. um sadly, in the earliest twentieth century, the world wars produced devastation and destruction, oh. so dog breeds didn't survive the wars oh, so many that oh, were nearly no. extinct by the end of like so many of the breeds from this time in Europe are extinct because nobody right. could care for their dogs at the end yeah. of the wars Oh, that's sad Nobody had any money um, Oh, here you go. During the wars, the Billy's numbers had decreased dramatically and by the end of World War II, there were just 10 members of the Billy breed left. Whoa. 10. Just 10. Mm-hmm. So the Billy breed was revived later in the 20th century by the son of the breeder's original founder, De Rivol, De, De-, De- Rivol, Revol- <laughs> through the breeding of those last remaining specimens. So they uh, took those 10 and they put them to work. Um, They they also used a couple of other, like, French hound breeds to kind of revive the billy. Thankfully, through the efforts of dedicated breed enthusiasts in the past few decades, the billy population has increased in numbers, um, so it's no longer in danger of extinction. There you go. So the breed is very rare outside of their native France. However, in their homeland, the billy is still highly valued and used for its original purpose as a pack hunter, Mm. even in the present day. So the Billy breed, so there you go. There is a little bit more than a pack. That's where yeah, I read yeah. that ten or less or whatever. The Billy breed was recognized as own unique and separate breed by the Federation Cynologique Internationale in nineteen seventy three, mm-hmm. and later by the United Kennel Club in nineteen ninety six. So it's definitely like it says, like not a popular dog breed, mm. but excellent and priceless hunter. Cool. So they still they do still exist. So apologies on the lack of clarity there. Um, <laughs> they do still exist just not a whole ton outside of France. Yeah. Wow. And even then, they're only kind of just enough that they're not extinct anymore. Rare doggo. Yeah. Shiny doggo. Yeah. So that's why. I, so, yeah, so the photos you found, and again, like I would say because they've used other hounds, I mean, they're descended from a bunch of other hounds, mm. but they're not going to be like those like really pure billy dogs. No, they're no. They're going to be a mixture of hounds. But that's as terms of like, <laughs> as far as like billy dogs go. Yeah. That's that's kind of as many as you get. There's a couple of them in France that are left. Please so hit us go. up on your on, on your socials. Please hit us up on our socials if you are that one person in France that owns. Yeah, if you're the only in person Belgium. in France that has a Billy Dog, please get in touch. Yeah, that'd be great. Anyway, thought I was fascinating. I I'm love sorry it. I was a bit <laughs> was a bit rambly there. But um <laughs> Yeah, I just interesting to do kind of a rare dog that yeah. you don't see a lot or isn't, like, publicist. like Because, you know, there's a lot of dog breeds that are, like, in the media or, yeah, like, yeah, have stereotypes. Sure. Whereas I would not say the Billy Dog is one of them because I hadn't heard of it until today. No. Also, excellent name. Billy Dog. Billy Dog. Ah. Billy the Billy Dog. Well, there you go. That's very cute. Have so, you got a tip and or trick for me, Melanie? I do. And you know what I have? Mm. Speaking of France, um travel tips. Stop it! Do you know I was actually going to do travel tips? No way! Yeah, I looked it up for one of these episodes, and then I was like, uh, actually, I found something else." Ah, well, but lucky I didn't do it because you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will be traveling with my cat, not my doggo, but with my cat very soon. Traitor! Um, on <laughs> on many levels. On a <laughs> on a flight, and I was interested to see what the tips for doggos are. So I'm on the RSPCA website well oh, RSPCA they give you such comprehensive guides bringing the goods um mm-hmm. we've got pet travel tips with coco and coco coco stop it <laughs> i already know you're too cute for me coco just some quick backstory on our um fur ambassador <laughs> coco went missing from Brisbane Australia that's where we're from <laughs> that's us Um, And turned up two years later at Noosa RSPCA. And for those playing at home, Brisbane and Noosa are about like three hours apart. A solid, like a three-hour drive on the motorway apart. And that's where she turned up two years later. Coco has since been reunited with his mum, Blair, and is now a proud RSPCA for Basset Up. So Coco just wants to tell us about travel, um, particularly national air travel. So not international because that's a different time. Mainly in that it's a lot longer. But we have Coco's top five tips to make your pet feel comfortable when you both fly interstate. Mm-hmm. Important. Oh, I wasn't going to read it, but I have to read this first line. Harold, this is your captain speaking. Oh, no. Captain Coco. Oh, no. Of Air Tales. <laughs> Why? Why do we let her have the internet? Coco, do you have any more articles? Because I would so read oh them <laughs> in your own time. All right. So tip number one is answering the question of when is it best to fly with your pet? Um, and this is in relation to Never, don't leave me. Aww. No, you bring your pet with you. I can bring my tailor with me. <laughs> I travel excellently, especially if there are peanuts and Netflix. Peanuts and Netflix. How to get Taylor on the flight? (laughs) Oh my gosh! Korean Airlines has the best peanuts on any flight I've ever been on. Are they warm? Do they heat them up? No. I've been on a couple business flights in my life because my dad works (sighs) da in other countries. Um, and they heat up the peanuts for you, so extra and so delicious. Anyway, um, don't forget important peanuts. Don't feed them peanuts. How they go about that? Check out our earlier podcasts about making peanut butter for your dog. (laughs) Yeah, they must be okay, I guess, if they have peanut butter. Yeah. I just feel like they probably don't want the consistency of peanut. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) That's not why we're here. (laughs) So picking your time to fly is one of the most important things you should do. Uh, If you take a look at where you're going and what the weather will be like when you're planning to fly, you'll know kind of when the best season is, if you Mm. get a choice in what season you get to go. Um, And if not, what time of day is best. If you check the weather, uh, you don't want your doggo sitting in the cargo area on the tarmac in rain. 100%. Not a fun time. No. They, I imagine the cargo people don't have enough time to make sure your pet is warm and dry. So if, as long as you get the chance, try and make sure your pet is warm and dry on that tarmac for your travels. As much as you can. Yeah, as much as you can. In saying that, um, by the way, the dog is not just like on the tarmac. Just chilling. running around. It, it, your dog would be in a crate, <laughs> which is a different tip. So anyway, uh, if it's super hot or super cold, it's not very fun or very comfortable. Yeah. Um, so if you get the chance, uh, for example, like if you're flying somewhere hot, pick flights first thing in the morning or late in the evening to avoid the hottest part of the day. Yeah. Same kind of thing applies to walks. You don't want to be walking your dog on a hot road because they get sad feet. You <laughs> hate when you have sad feet. No one wants sad feet. Uh, yes. So if you're going somewhere cold, try and avoid early morning and evening flights because you want the hottest part of the day. Tip number two, book your flights early. Yeah. That goes for everyone. Yeah. Just in general. Life advice. If you can. A lot of flights. Although buying last minute flights is sometimes really fun. It can be. It's very Mm. exhilarating. Mm. Not so much for your doggo though, because if you want to travel with your doggo, most flights in Australia have limited spaces for pets. Some flights only allow one pet per flight. One that makes pet. sense though. I wouldn't be wanting more than like a one dog or one cat down in the hold. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't don't... want twenty down there. That That's would be true. chaotic. Especially, yeah, yeah. K nine Stop. <laughs> Mel. First step is admitting <laughs> you have a problem. <laughs> I have a pup. No. <laughs> move along. Anyway, um, some flights only allow one pet. So book your flights early. Uh, of course. Only allowing one pet has to do with space and ability to manage doggos and things. So get in early and uh, (laughs) this is so cute. Plus, with spaces for pets on board Very Limited, it makes us the VIPs of the flight, VIP being very important passengers. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say very important puppy. Also puppy, also papa. (laughs) That was a totally missed opportunity. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want. <laughs> I didn't want to change Coco's words because I really appreciate Coco. Because <laughs> Coco definitely wrote this article. I believe it. Okay. Are you telling me Coco did no. not sit at a laptop and type this with her tiny beans? Tiny tall beans. <laughs> I love tall beans. Tip number three. Tall beans. <laughs> love the tall Have beans. Have them. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is the tip relating to crates. So organizing my travel with my catto, I learned that national and international flights have different crate requirements. Yeah, They want to make sure your pet has enough space and uh, a space for a funnel to feed into a water bowl. So the crate that you have currently at your house that I've seen, yes, is that the crate that Minna's going to go in? No, I could use I was that. Say. Yeah, it's too small for wanted, international travel. I was going to say, I bet that's too small for international, but it is the appropriate size for domestic. For domestic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so make sure you double check before you fly anywhere with your pet what the crate requirements are, and if you book through a pet travel agency like. S- Stop it. There are pet travel agencies. Yeah, buddy. Stop. Jet pets, air pets. Stop. Stop. But even, you can even go through cargo places, but they're not as, yeah, like Qantas Freight does. Uh, Yeah. But like it's not as tailored to your doggo. Depends on what, how much you're willing to pay. (laughs) Cough, cough.
1: (laughs) Please look after your
0: doggo. Um, So crates. You can hire them from these pet agencies. Uh, but if you're traveling, you Pets might want to. Or crates. Sorry. All right. <laughs> no, I think that was me. I think I had Crate. a stroke in the middle of that yeah. sentence. <laughs> I was like, have... you can hire a pet to travel overseas with? Because that seems excessive. It's just a different type of therapy dog. <laughs> Flying dog. Flying <laughs> <A> dog. <laughs> it's going to fly below you, but at least you know it's yeah. there. <laughs> um, you can hire crates from the pet travel agencies. Makes sense. Um, how do you get it back if you're moving though? What do you mean? Well, from heart, I guess they fly it back on a different flight. Hey, or maybe they just use it for flights from whatever city. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so the main thing you want to consider is the size double check with the, uh, company you're flying with or the pet travel agency. So is Mina going to be on your flight? Um, Midna will be, Midna is my cat, uh, Midna will Trader. be on my flight to <laughs> Sydney because I also happen to be flying overseas. She will not be on the same flight Aww. with you me. You won't get to go through customs together. That's yeah. the most boring part. Fun fact. This is the time to drop that I am going to New York for a year. Surprise. <laughs> um... <sighs> <laughs> Um, we'll see whether I can still guest spot on the podcast. Um, You're going to be here the next couple of weeks. I will. I will. But then. So, yeah. I, I jet off uh, with my cat who will be one of the most well-traveled cats. Um, literally ever though. <laughs> please let us know if you've traveled with your doggos. Please. We'd love to see their happy new homes. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so size and access to water. Those are the things to check. Tip number four is about the day before travel. So you want to make sure you take your doggo for a walk or around the block to get out that extra energy. Give them a bath so they're nice and clean. Uh, try and pack something r- reassuring. Yeah, that's the word I was going for. Yeah. In their crate, like, like a blanket. A blanket. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they can have toys necessarily. And if you pack a blanket, make sure you pa- pack one that's not hot. Too hot or too, like, expensive or important because if the uh, dog soils yeah. on the flight, they have to throw it out for hygiene reasons. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and, of course, in the days leading up to flying, make sure all the vaccinations are up to date. Mm-hmm. And tip number five, the day of travel. Uh, scary. For morning travellers, don't feed them the day or the evening beforehand. I know that sounds scary. It does sound weird. Um. I get it, but it sounds weird. Yeah, it's more about going to the bathroom on the flight. It makes everyone uncomfortable, especially the doggo that has to sit in a crate on a flight full of poop. Not ideal. Um, Light treats are fine, but nothing big. Um, Also, sometimes flying can give doggos upset tummies, so try to keep them relatively... (laughs) I'm trying... (laughs) I was going to say poop free, but like, you know what I mean? Empty. (laughs) At the same time as you started that sentence, there was a weird gurgling noise from where we're podcasting. And I was like, what's occurring? (laughs) Someone heard. (laughs) Someone has an upset tummy. (laughs) And for afternoon or evening travelers, uh, don't feed them that day for the same reason. And take them for that morning walk. Uh yeah. So those are my tips. There you go. Or those are Coco's tips. Thank you, Coco. You're such a good girl. I love that, Coco. We love you. Um Yeah, let us know if you travel with your pets. Yeah, that's a that's a mish. I do not envy you. Yeah, it's it's a tough time and it can be quite expensive, but worth it. You know what? So worth it. So worth it. Um if you'd like to send us any pics of your doggos, uh hit us up on our socials. We are on Twitter. Twitter. At Floof and Papa. I like how you looked at me expecting to know what our handle was. I don't even know. Floof and Papa. Yeah. I was going to say Floof and Papa it says podcast. It that I do know, but, no. but there you go. <laughs> all all right. spelled out. On Instagram, we're at Floof and Papa podcast. All spelled out. And on Facebook. Facebook with the <laughs> ampersand. Yes, we are. The Fleef and Papa podcast with an ampersand. Yumpersand. Come say hi. Please. Come say hi to producer Zane as well. He likes love. Thanks for having us. That's not canon Productions. That was supposed to be a Thank segue, you. but it failed. <laughs> we were all very confused. <laughs> Thank you. That's what it should be called when you attempt a segue and it doesn't work. A, seg- a segue. <laughs> like you just pronounce it how it looks. Because it's just not it's accurate. It's just everything's segu. going wrong. And on that note, have an excellent week. Thank you for tuning in. For Give your doggos lots of cuddles. Extra Warm cuddles for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bork, bork. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good bork. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.